When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata. This is the first episode. I'm so excited you're here. And in this episode, I'm going to take you on a journey of my spiritual path and how I got to where I am now. So you'll have a little bit better of an idea of who I am talking about all things Akashic and spirituality. So I've always felt a strong connection to Source, God, the Universal Spirit Creator, Goddess, and always enjoyed spending time alone. I, I've always been aware that I've had guides around me and support, archangels, um, speaking to my higher self, but I always didn't know exactly maybe what I was doing at the time. But it was more of a feeling. I felt uh, goosebumps or I felt that feeling of connection and truth. And I always trusted that. And I think that was really important in my early um, upbringing. I was brought up Catholic 
I even went to Catholic school until I was a freshman in high school. And I was lucky enough that the church I went to was fairly modern for a Catholic church in the 1980s, was when I'm remembering most of, of the interactions here. And, you know, I always was into um, piecing ideas together and finding a commonality or finding connections. I always wanted to, you know, I always felt there was always connection to things. Um, so I, I did feel connected in the Catholic church on Sundays when I was at mass and I could feel the raising of the frequencies of everybody coming together. And so that was a good experience. I, it was never a, a negative experience per se. Um, but let me get to, to that a little bit. Um, I had to go into confession one day, which if for those that don't know, it's uh, sitting in a booth with a priest and basically confessing a sin. And at 12, 13, I was having a hard time thinking what I could have done to be a sin of what I had an idea of what sins were, you know, something that God would look down on me upon and, and I'd need to have some kind of redemption. So the week before I had tried out smoking cigarettes with uh, three, I think other girlfriends in the handicapped bathroom inside the McDonald's across from our school. And so that's what I confessed. And even though I don't condone smoking, I don't think that was really sinful worthy, but that's all I had at that time. So I confessed smoking to this priest and I believe I had to do some, uh, readings of the rosary and I can't even remember how many, it was a long time ago. <laughs> But I stepped out of the booth and I looked up and there is the Stations of the Cross. Now, those are the ones in our church were kind of like plaques and they were the images were raised up from the um, the square they were on. And they're basically depictions of Jesus on the day of his crucifixion. So they are basically images of torture. And I thought, huh, you know, this is just not making any sense. I just did something that didn't make sense to me. It, it just didn't make sense to confess. Yeah, should I have not smoked? I, I don't know. I'm a kid, you know, trying something out. But I didn't feel like it was a sin. And I really don't like looking at these stations of the cross. And for some reason, at that point in time, they kind of just clicked like, no, no. And so at that point in time, my first spiritual aha, I was like, I don't think I'm Catholic. I don't feel Catholic. I feel connection. I feel the raising of energy, but not within this name or this title. So from that day on, I knew I wasn't Catholic. Yeah. Sidebar, 
this is kind of interesting because this will tie into what I do now. Here I, I am, you know, 12, 13. I was never confirmed. And in the Catholic Church, being confirmed is an initiation that you go through, and it's a receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And those are defined as, you know, some pretty cool things. For the most part, they consist of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, and the fear of the Lord. <laughs> Hard pass with that fear of the Lord. I, I just couldn't get on board with that. And I was like, yeah, there's just no way. I, why would I sit here and fear an entity being that I'm looking for guidance in my worst hour or saying thanks to in my, you know, gratitude be coming from a place of fear. I didn't want to base any part of my life on fear. I knew that at that young age and it felt very limiting. And I had a lot of questions. <laughs> so I didn't, I wasn't finding them there, even when I talked to the priests um, who were all fairly young priests and very tangible. I mean, they would come over for dinner and even one priest, Father Roman, would come over to my best friend's house at the time on a weekend and play cards and smoke cigars with her parents. You know, so you got to see a human side of, of a priest, which was nice. You know, somebody who said, I'm going to commit my life to this divinatory being, but then also this human side, which is, I think, very, very, very important um, doing all of this, that there's that understanding. So even though I wasn't clear on which path I would take, I knew Catholicism wasn't it anymore. And when I got into high school, I kind of just, you know, I kind of really rejected anything Catholic, um, Jesus, you know, even the Marys, um, anything that had to do with what I was raised as because I was trying to figure everything out. And I think I needed to kind of do that to figure it out uh, for me. Um but I listened to a lot of music. I really, really, really delved into listening to music and uh, even seeing live shows. Luckily, in the San Francisco Bay Area, there was a lot of places in the 80s where somebody who was uh, younger could go see live music. Um, I might have had a minor stamp on my hand, but I was taking in live music and uh, feeling that um, energy exchange which was really important for me. Um, I also did a lot of writing during high school time. Uh, again, being alone. And, you know, I really, I really preferred that space, even though I was really, I liked having friends and I liked my friends. Um, but I was aware of my dreams because I would have them. There were some I had over and over again. Um, and my astral travels and the info I was receiving from higher self. And I had written a lot of that down back then. So in high school, I kind of reclused inward and, you know, tried to kind of figure things out 
and kind of sit with it and sit with the questions and the thoughts I had coming in. During my second year of college, I headed down to Santa Barbara, California, and I had a friend who claimed to be a witch and also a tarot reader. And I hadn't heard of anybody doing this. So I had a tarot reading with her one day and I think it was really low key. I think we had, there was a couple of us hanging around and, you know, she drew the tarot and we went over them and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And, and what does being a witch mean? You know, um, I was very intrigued by that. And so I started to look into what it meant to be a witch, what it entailed. And I decided about, about a year, I, I believe I was looking into things. I took the path of studying fairy Wicca in a Celtic tradition. So yes, Carrie's a fairy. <laughs> and I went on to do a year and a day high priestess training with myself. And during that time, I started to meditate. I started to do yoga. I studied medicinal and magical herbs and runes, which are a Germanic alphabet said to be started by the god Odin, which is really cool that I, at, you know, 22 was deciding to study these because he's one of my spirit guides. Um, and taking a lot of walks and being alone in nature were ways I really felt what I was going through and I felt an ease with it, doing all those things. So coming to, I feel connected and drawn to Wicca and all the things that that entailed and felt really true to me at the time. So that was kind of my second aha in spirituality of, okay, let's, I, this feels like something I'm probably was in another life and I need to look into this more. I still had a lot of questions, even though I had done all this studying, I had taken part in group rituals with others. I felt really comfortable with um, teachers and there was just something missing still. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it but I knew there was more I needed to have clarified. And so I chose to go to the Acupressure Institute in Berkeley, California to study doing acupressure. So it's basically Chinese medicine. And instead of using needles like acupuncture, it would be using your fingers on meridian points along the meridians. And again, those meridians in Chinese medicine relate to organs in the body and emotions. So I thought, this is really great. I could start to really incorporate you know, the energetic body with the physical body and see how this goes. Well, it was even cooler <laughs> that when I started to take classes and I started to um, interact with 
the points along the, merid the meridians, I would start to actually see the connections between the points and where I was going to with a client. So it, I, I would see it not in something you could see something sitting in front of you. It was definitely in my mind's eye, my third eye, that I was seeing these images. And I always attested it to like a like looking at an Alex Gray painting, if you know his work, it's very psychedelic, it's very other dimensional, and that's what it felt like. And I thought, okay, this is this is really cool, and I'm on the right path. This feels true again. This feels like it's part of my truth. And even better, it's something I could bring and use with uh, clients and have as my business. So after I got done with acupressure school, I worked at many spas doing massage. That was a way of making money. I did have a lot of clients that would want the acupressure, but the massage was kind of the big draw. And I started to do more tarot and oracle readings and incorporating kind of all those together. And I did that for about 10 years. And even though I was seeing all the connections of the points and the meridians and having information coming to me for clients, I still felt like I needed more focus. I needed more direction, clarity. I was having more questions come up. So the more I got into my practice and working with various clients, the more questions I had that I wasn't finding answers to myself. I needed a little more guidance and I knew this. So the cool seeing the meridians and the points all connecting was kind of my aha point number three and studying and practicing acupressure. So I had found myself in Denver, Colorado and about five years after I got there, about five, six, I was attracted to studying Reiki. And Reiki is a Japanese energy healing. And you can use your hands or you don't have to have your hands on somebody. It can be done at a distance actually too. But it's deriving from universal energy to flow through from one person onto another. And so this was really interesting to me. I was like, okay, let's look into this and found a teacher and took a class. And in the class, one of the things that we were guided to do was to allow a guide to come to us who was going to help us with transmitting this energy from universe source. And so we, we sat and we meditated and we allowed this guide to come and my guide happened to be my grandma my my father's mother and i was really close to her when she was alive and it was interesting because it was her and my cousin kind of both there and my grandma said no i'm i'm going to be the main guide so my cousin's there too but my grandma's definitely the main guide for the reiki and so She's been there from the beginning of that journey. And I was 
while I was receiving the information that she wanted to be the guide and she was coming through, I was just crying. I mean, it was just tears falling down my face of this pure bliss of, oh yeah, it's going to be you. And I was really happy to feel that closeness with her um, because about 10 years before she actually um, passed, she had advanced Alzheimer's. So the last 10 years of her life, I really didn't know her. And so it was really nice to have a reconnection and have this connection through something that, again, I'm drawn to. I'm feeling like it's part of my truth. And so with the Reiki now, it's also, you know, my grandma and um, my cousin and Archangel Raphael, who's the big healer of the archangels. And so that's, um, that's just been a, a major blessing to have the Reiki added into my practice with self and with clients and I didn't know exactly that this next part was coming. Um, I wasn't even sure I was looking, but I had like a year and a half or two years before gone through a breakup of a long term. And I started to, to go, well, okay, well, what's, what's next here? You know, how am I going to put myself out there, have a practice? What's it going to look like? And all those things. So even though there wasn't like a, I'm searching for a teacher, I think it was subconsciously coming out that I was looking <laughs> because I had another psychic friend say, hey, let's meet at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo that happens every year in Denver. And it's an expo where you can get all kinds of tarot, oracle, psychic readings and um, healings. And so I met her there. And when I saw her, she said, listen, you have got to have an Akashic reading. There's this woman here and she's doing Akashic readings and you, you need to go have one. I, I don't know what, but you just need to go have this reading with her. Well, it just so happened at this time I had, I was dealing with some energy that I couldn't shake from a guy I had briefly dated. So it wasn't a long term, but it was a brief dating. And I knew I didn't want to be with him, but his energy was hanging around me. It was irritating. And I felt angry. I felt like angry about it or would wake up feeling angry. And I'm like, huh, what is going on here? And it's interesting because he did get kind of angry at the end and he pitched a fit one night and I was like, whoa, you know, um, but I was like, well, you know, I done, I did my cord cutting and, and all those things. So, you know, what's, why is this hanging around? So anyway, so I'm dealing with this anger and this anxiety from this guy. And of course, when I go see this woman, I sign up for a 20 minute session that's the thing I bring up. Hey, this energy's hanging around. I don't know what's going on. Um, what's happening. And she immediately says, Oh yeah, you guys have some past life contract that you were filling. And that's why you came together. You were actually siblings in a past life. You know, you were both male and, um, he shot some anger spears into your aura. And cause the way it happened, 
And in the past, so the past life experience, he was angry about also. So he, he had a really hard time with that. So quickly, five minutes in, you know, she tells me this information and she also says, you know, you're going to end up reading Akashic Records. And I was like, what are you talking about? There's no way I'm going to be able to uh, read an Akashic record. What I mean, I'm drawn to you to read them, but are what? And she's like, okay, well, you know, we can talk about that more if you'd like, but you know, you already are psychic and um, you know, this could be a way for you to, to further those abilities. And so my 20 minute session turned into a 60 minute session because I wanted to know more about what was going on with that energy and how I, I was able, you know, is, can I transmute it too? And why I wasn't able to, um, in that moment. Right. So about a month later, I ended up starting taking lessons from her and here I am <laughs> now doing Akashic readings. Um, she was right. And it's part of my life's past. You know, it's a part of my life's path, <laughs> past and path. And, um, you know, my soul's history. Uh, I feel like, yeah, you know, I, I, I enjoy, again, making these connections, right? Uh, being a sort of, a, I've self-termed a psychic sleuth, uh, finding a who, what, when, where and why and how of, of patterns of our you know souls and that's running so deep and it's you know running so deep that it's settled into our DNA and made these certain ways of being into our physical being. You know, it's really took root. So that was just really cool. And you know, she's still my teacher and she's actually a, a close friend now. So I feel really blessed to have come across, um, her and, uh, she'll, she'll, she's actually my first, uh, guest speaker. So, um, that will be coming up later in the month. So with a soul and spiritual soul journey and a spiritual path, it's important to have a creative outlet in my whole life. I was a dancer, started dancing at four. I did ballet and jazz and, um, even was on toe. And I even did a little choreography in junior high. Um, and then as I got older, I, in my twenties started to belly dance and I would sew my own costuming. And I got to a point where I was leading troops, sewing all the costuming and doing all the choreography. So I had this outlet, this creative outlet, which is very, very, very important. Um, I still, to this day, I'm, I'm not dancing so much right now, but I am still sewing. I sew um, bolsters and pillows for sleeping that are made out of buckwheat hulls. And I started making them when I had my massage practice and to help clients when they were laying face down, either on their chest or under their hips. And 
they're really wonderful because they don't move. I've actually slept on one for over 20 years. And once you place it, it doesn't move. And it's it's fantastic because you can clean the whole thing, you dump out the buckwheat hulls, switch them out. Um, it, it's, it's been a life changer for me. So, so here I am, an Akashic Records reader. I still identify as witch, high priestess, starseed, um, with doing the psychic work and the Akashic work. Pleiadian Mintuckin, and I'll get into that in, in an episode two. We'll talk about starseed origins. And if you'd like, I offer private readings. You can reach me at ancientbodyworks.co. I also, I also do weekly guided meditations on Zoom. That's every Wednesday morning at 9.30 Pacific Standard Time. And I will start teaching classes at the end of April of this year. I also have the Infinite Dance group on Facebook. If you'd like to join it, it's a private group. Just go ahead and send a request. I'd love to have you. Um, it's important to walk the talk. I really believe, you know, I do yoga every day and meditation. I like to get out in nature as much as I can. Weather permitting, I swim in lakes and receive energy healing and body work regularly. So this podcast, The Infinite Dance, will be a weekly offering. And um, so you can tune in next week for a new episode. And as we continue on our soul's journey, I ask you, may I have this dance? <laughs>